Machine with Slim, Monday morning. Welcome to the show. We can all check our favorite sporting news websites to see has uh, Bill Belichick been hired by the Dallas Cowboys yet? <laughs> Is that definitely going to happen? I don't know. Bill Parcells, at the end of his career, went to Dallas. Worked out okay. I wonder how Jerry Jones felt about it in the end. And I wonder if Bill Parcells' experience would have any weight on whether or not Bill Belichick would want to go and play for Mr. Jerry Jones. That's how we're going to start off the show here, talking about NFL action, speculation, and whatnot. The Sports Machine with Slim here on WKXL Radio, New Hampshire's next generation sports talk radio show because we love to hear from the callers. When you call in, we give some back and forth to everybody. We give time. If you're good, if you don't know what you're doing, then, hey, I might try to brush you off pretty quick. But guess what? Some people could say that I have no idea what I'm doing. Me, the host, Slim, if you listen to my picks each week in the NFL, I should take two weeks off and then be forced to quit. Really, my picks are that bad. I was on the air last week, Friday, telling everybody, Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland's going to win. Cleveland then's going to go up and play Baltimore and beat Baltimore. I just think Baltimore is going to stub their toe. I don't think they're going all the way. I think they're going to lose before this big game. Is that what we have to call it nowadays? I hear other stations playing channels. Big game. We all know what the big game was. It was like okay to say the words super and then the words bowl uh, back to back. And nowadays I think it's like copyright infringement or something. What, what is the deal? I don't, I don't really understand that, but it seems ridiculous, doesn't it? I mean, these little things in the sporting world. I know people that are sports fans find it irritating how the world has changed. Instant replay. All this stuff going on in the sporting world is messing with our games. But what's messing most with me right now is my horrific pick. Cleveland, what? What? Joe Flacco against C.J. Stroud. I texted my brother Dave during the game. What What were we all thinking? And everybody was picking Cleveland. I heard two or three people on other radio stations saying, you want easy money? Take Cleveland. This is the easiest bet of the postseason. Cleveland. Everybody was all on Cleveland. It was Joe Flacco, a 37, 38, like retired guy from before, didn't he? And then he came out of retirement. <laughs> it was him against C.J. Stroud, who is quite possibly the best rookie quarterback prospect like that we've seen since, I don't, I don't even know, Andrew Luck? Like, I don't know how far back we have to go. It, certainly his first year here, what he's done better than Trevor Lawrence by a mile, and Trevor Lawrence I absolutely loved. I kind of love him a little bit less or a lot less now, but C.J. Stroud, what he's doing there in Houston is, is so next level, and it, it's, it's fantastic. After the game, it was so easy to see. Like, C.J. Stroud or Joe Flacco, of course you would want to take the better quarterback in this game, and they're at home, yet everybody was picking Cleveland. But the biggest thing, it didn't occur to me till afterwards when I was on Twitter searching around, and I see, remember everybody, that Houston, they traded Deshaun Watson to Cleveland. Like, it was Cleveland and Houston, those two teams. I hadn't heard that prior to the game at all, prior to the NFL matchup, and I don't know how I'd missed it, because I'm always on the sites and I'm on Twitter all over the place. How the heck did nobody say, hey, listen, this is a battle of the two teams involved with the Deshaun Watson trade? And I Googled it. There's no way 
There is no way that this is correct. Cleveland gave Houston, Cleveland gave Houston, it says, six picks, three first-round picks to get Deshaun Watson, a first and a fourth and 22, a first and a third and 23, and a first and a fourth and 2024. Can this possibly be correct? This page on, on, on Google, this has to be incorrect. What we just saw this past weekend, Cleveland giving up all those assets to Houston to then face them in the playoffs and get absolutely smoked. Joe Flacco throws two pick sixes, just an embarrassing meltdown for anybody who bet Cleveland. Now, I've taken the year off from sports gambling. I've told people out there. I still love it. I still love to talk about it. I'm watching all the time, but I'm just throwing my hands up in amazement. How in God's name did I like uh, Cleveland in this game? How how did everybody like Cleveland? Nobody came to the forefront and said, hey, listen, let's use a little bit of common sense. If it was just based on the quarterback, who would you rather have, C.J. Stroud or Joe Flacco? And because Flacco's won a Super Bowl before and because he's been passing the ball all over the schoolyard here for the last five to six weeks, I, we were all thinking like, oh, Flacco's going to go on this run. No, no, no. Your run is over, pal. Your run is over. And the run for C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans, it's just beginning. I don't care what happens in the next game. I don't care where they go this year. I mean, they ain't going to win it all this year. They're not going to the big game this year. But this kid is going to win. C.J. Stroud, what a what a miracle of a draft pick. And then luck. I mean, in the end, right, luck that he falls to number two. I'd forgotten last week what spot in the draft. He was number two. So the Patriots, as we transition back into the Bill Belichick talk, where's he going? And what are the Patriots going to do? We know Gerard Mayo's the head coach. The Patriots are sitting there with the number three pick, and nobody knows what the Chicago Bears are going to do with the number one overall pick because Justin Fields is as safe a bet as Caleb Williams or Drake May or anybody else at the quarterback position. I love me some Jaden Daniels. I want Jaden Daniels to be the number one pick. If that's what the Patriots got to do to get him, move on up, draft him. Jaden Daniels is instant excitement. Every snap will be must-watch football if you are a Patriots fan, and we deserve that. After what we've put up for the last four years, after what we have put up with, just this organization headed in the wrong direction, Jaden Daniels, by all accounts, is a guy that is a leader, who will lead by example, who will outwork other people. If you listen to Brian Kelly and what he had to say during the Heisman Trophy speech presentation there, Uh, accolades all over the place about his leadership skills. I want a guy like that leading the team and on top of it, the athleticism to run and throw the ball as far as anybody humanly possible. Jaden Daniels has an absolute cannon. So will he be there at the third pick? I hope so. I'm hoping so. I know a lot of people say, hey, Marvin Williams, and and I'm I'm down with it. Marvin um, Harrison, sorry. Marvin Harrison, I know he's he's a guaranteed stud too. So if we land him, hey, I'm happy. But I want Jaden Daniels all the way. Let's go and, and review what's happened this weekend in the NFL. We're going to start off the first couple segments, NFL action. Third, we'll do Celtics. Fourth, Bruins. What an awesome win the other night for the Bruins at St. Louis in overtime. We finally catch one 
in overtime and Charlie McAvoy's turning the corner for me. So we'll break that stuff down at the, uh, a little bit later in the show. Today, we got Pittsburgh-Buffalo. How awesome is this? Philadelphia-Tampa Bay. We got two games today. How awesome is this? We're going to talk about that as well coming up, but let's rewind back. Saturday night, Miami-Kansas City, frigid cold. Miami just continues their downward slide. See you later, Miami. All done. All that offensive talk. Mike McDaniel, this guy is supposed to be some sort of a, a leader. He wasn't wearing those uh, you know, tight pants with the ankles showing in that cold weather. He was bundled up tight. His team looked like they had no chance from the get-go, and they didn't. Kansas City defended champs, comes in and just absolutely spanks them. And now Kansas City moves on. Who are they playing? Kansas City lining up potentially to go at Buffalo if Buffalo can take care of business today. And I just think that if Buffalo's going to the big game, they're going to have to exercise the demons of that loss to Kansas City a couple of years ago when they were up and scored with 17 seconds left and they kicked the ball off and uh, KC comes down. It ends up winning the game. Just an embarrassment. <laughs> what happened that day to poor Buffalo and their fans? Well, if they're going to exercise those demons and emerge out the other side by going to the big game, Josh Allen, good luck with it. They're going to have to beat KC along the way. And I just think that's fair. That makes a lot of sense. What doesn't make a lot of sense is what happened yesterday in Dallas. Green Bay goes into Dallas. Stampedes the Cowboys. Was it 27 to nothing at one point in the first half? Hey, Jerry Jones watching this on his home stadium, this multi billion dollar stadium or however much it cost. Jerry's world just watching it all fall apart. Sorry about that, Jerry. But for Green Bay fans, you start to go, hey, listen, wow, maybe being without Aaron Rodgers, not such a bad thing. Right? Everybody says Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. Where was Green Bay last year in the playoffs? Well, what are they doing this year? Jordan Love coming in and making some things happen as a seven and a half point road underdog goes into Dallas and just kicks the crap out of them. <laughs> so what happens next? Green Bay, what do you get rewarded with? A trip to San Francisco where you're going to get stomped on. San Francisco ain't playing none of this. The road for them is looking nice and sweet because last night the Rams get taken out by Detroit. In a tough game, I thought the Rams would be a challenge to San Fran down the road, but guess what? Rams won't be a challenge to anybody. They're watching from home. Let's dive into more of the NFL action from the last couple days and today's action, more importantly, as we continue with the Sports Machine with Slim on WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com on the internet. Mayfield. As we return to the sports machine with Slim, I'm talking Baker Mayfield. <laughs> you want to know why? Yes, he's going to be the starting quarterback tonight for Tampa Bay against Philadelphia, which I guess I'm going to stick, stick my neck out one more time with the pick side of things. I'm saying Tampa Bay beats Philly. I, I just feel that Baker Mayfield's been playing great, and he's better than Jalen Hurts. And if it's just going to be matchup quarterback against quarterback, 
I'm, I'm just going to look at that from now on. When you tell me C.J. Stroud and Joe Flacco are playing, and I, for some reason I like Joe Flacco, there's a real problem going inside my brain. So my first thing from now on, anytime I'm looking at playoff NFL football action, I'm looking at the matchup of the quarterbacks, and then I'm looking at the matchup of the coaches. And so today, I'm going with Baker Mayfield over Jalen Hurts. And here's the deal. What's even, just to add more fuel to the fire for anybody who's upset about Cleveland and Houston and that awful result from my pick. Cleveland had Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback for four years. <laughs> and, and they got rid of him. He, last year he was in Carolina and the Rams, remember that? And now this year starting quarterback for Tampa Bay. Where are they? In the playoffs. About to win tonight. You and the listening audience are all about to win right now because we have a caller that we're going to welcome on to the line. Caller, happy Monday. Hey, Slim, this is Pistol. If worms carried pistols, birds wouldn't eat them. Very interesting. Wow, did you think that up on yourself on your own? Did you have to Google that somewhere? That's that's not a, that's a pretty strong entrance right there, Pistol. Oh, you got to love it. I mean, it's it's so true, right? <laughs> it is. It's very true. I had to stop and think. I'd never heard of it before. But if worms carried pistols, birds would not eat them. It's a very true statement. <laughs> so hey, I wanted to talk today's games, uh, uh, especially Eagles Tampa Bay, and with you talking up Baker Mayfield, doesn't it feel like the same way that you talked up Joe Flacco going into that game? It's uh, yes, it does, and that's why anybody who who takes anything from my picks really should be just go opposite whatever I say because I can justify wherever I'm coming from. But if, if you listen, you know the truth is you probably should not be listening to what I predict. I mean, the first thing we got to talk about for this weekend's games is the two young quarterbacks showed up to play. I mean, C.J. Stroud was fantastic in his game, awesome, and you know Jordan Love was amazing. So, uh, you know, coming into this game, I, I, you got to love that the Bills winning against Pittsburgh just because Pittsburgh really has nothing at quarterback. And and the Philadelphia game is so interesting because Philly losing five of their last six, I, I just feel like they're a better team than they've performed lately. And I feel like I feel like Jalen Hurts is the better quarterback and then Mayfield is inevitably going to have a Flacco game. Well, let's just put it out there for public consumption here that your record in prediction uh, in the NFL market and really of all sports is not that tremendous. I would not say that you've got a stellar track record of predicting winners. So I am glad to hear that you like Philadelphia. Here's here's my cause and my justification for playing Tampa Bay Pistol or, or wanting to play Tampa Bay if I was gambling is, first of all, Philly has lost five of six. If you watch their team, they're exhausted. Their entire team has been built on just being bigger and tougher and stronger and playing harder than their opposition. They did that to the tune of a 10-1 record in the regular season because they pushed so hard. Then they played the brick wall when they ran into Dallas, San Fran, KC, and they played the Bahamas, and they just got worn down. And so they staggered the finish line five of six losses well, today, they're going to play a team that's physical. Tampa Bay is going to hit them. And so I just think that's, that's the exact type of team that you don't want to play against is, a, is another rough, tough team. If they were playing Miami Dolphins, I'd say, okay, yeah, Philly can feel good today. I, I think Tampa Bay is a physical, hard team to run the ball against. 
especially on defense. I mean, Tampa Bay is no joke on defense, and that's really how they've been winning down the stretch, too. Their defense has been, has been great, right? And it was great when Tom Brady was there, too. It, it, that, that's one of the big reasons they won their championship. 100%. So I, 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 I see where you're coming. I think, you know, one advantage uh, that Philly has in those short-yarded situations is they've been amazing with the, with the tush-push, right? So they have, they have an advantage where they can get two yards anytime they need two yards. And they just need Jalen Hurts to show up as the MVP candidate that he was last year and not the way that he's played these last six games. He was and, the favorite. He was the favorite through eight or nine games of this regular season, Pistol. Jalen Hurts was the guy everybody thought was going to be the MVP. But you know A.J. Brown's out for today's game, right? Yeah, and that hurt that hurts him tremendously, yeah. right? Because there's a guy you can throw a 50-50 ball up to, right? And he, and he has a better chance than most of coming down with those balls. So that that's a huge li- you know liability. I think they really got to rely on the running game, and if they can't run the ball, and Tampa's able to stop that, puts them in a really tough position. Then they're hoping for turnovers from Baker Mayfield, right? They're hoping for the Flacco game. And the question, the big question for Baker is, I, I'd love to see that guy come through. Like I've been rooting for Baker yeah. Mayfield since he came into the league. Yeah. I want to see him because he's been treated so badly, so poorly. Right, it always talked about negatively in the media ever since he got into the NFL. And now's his chance to just come through for his team, win a, win a game in the first round. It would be awesome to see Baker succeed. Why do you think everybody likes Philadelphia? Like, what's your what's your thinking to say? Oh, Philadelphia has lost five of six. Now they're going to go on the road at Tampa Bay. And I think Philadelphia is going to win. I, I don't get the rationale because the betting public, just so you know, like 60% of the money is on Philadelphia today. And I do not understand it. They're on the road. They've lost five out of six. Why do people think they're just going to like turn things around today? Yeah, I, I saw DraftKings posted an alert the other uh, yesterday that said 80% of the betting public in New Hampshire is betting Philadelphia. Yeah, anytime that happens, Pistol, the alarms have to go off. That's the way it was with Cleveland. Everybody was taking Cleveland over Houston. It was 70-something plus percent of the public. So anytime that happens, you have to automatically stop and look. That's why for me, I'm like, this was my second best player of the weekend, Tampa Bay. I still am just scratching my head. I don't understand why anybody likes Philly. So, So, Slim, how much do you think Decal put on Dallas yesterday? Uh, enough to feel the pain. I wonder if if he lost all that he won in this fantasy football win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he tried I'm to sure he was up. going into that game very confidently. I talked to B. Cal the other day about the Buffalo-Pittsburgh game, and what he told me, he said, Pittsburgh just wants to play a drawn-out game, right? Like, keep the clock moving, run the ball, shorten the game. Well, Buffalo, with the cold, the snow... In the turnover history, Josh Allen has 12 interceptions. 12 out of his last 13 games, Josh Allen has thrown an interception. And James Cook, their running back, has fumbled. Well, he fumbled three times in one game. I think he did two in another game. Like, Buffalo doesn't want to turn the ball over either. So he thinks you can't bet Buffalo. He's like, you can bet Pittsburgh, but you just cannot bet Buffalo. And I'm like, oh, that kind of makes sense, dude. They just want to play a close game, keep keep the clock moving. Don't make any mistakes. Exactly. Hey, I got a quick question for you because I haven't had a chance to talk to you in a while. But last Wednesday, the Celtics went into overtime against the Timberwolves, two best teams, best records in the league. Mm-hmm. Celtics come out with a win in overtime. Nice win. When Jade, uh, when Tatum had the hockey assist to Drew Holiday to put it into overtime, did his countdown clock get reset? No. 
No, and I think that was with like 30 seconds left or something, if, I, if I'm if i going off of memory. I was there saying, almost, and then he came up big in overtime. But no, the Jason Tatum uh, game winner or tire countdown clock, which I established back in December when Tatum missed that step back against Golden State and we lost in overtime, um, I set the clock. When is this guy going to come through at the end of a game? It did not get reset last week. Very close. But you know whose clock did get reset last night? Damian Lillard. Did you see him hitting a game winner at the buzzer for the buzz? Oh, I, I have not seen that play yet. So overtime. I check that out. Yeah, overtime. Down by two against Sacramento. He gets the ball a little over half court. Rises up. No time left. Boom drains it for Milwaukee to win the game. And that's the type of game winner that like can draw a team together. So now I'm officially afraid of the Bucks, even though I know their defense ain't the strongest pistol. I'm, I'm worried because a guy like that can just catch fire, and I don't know if you can stop him no matter how good your D is. Yeah, there's no question that Dame, when it comes down to last-second shots, there's probably like five guys that you'd feel real confident putting the ball in their hands, right? And Dame is one of those five. Like None he, of them are on the Celtics. Zero out of five are on no. the Celtics. <laughs> yes, there's, de- there's definitely not one on the Celtics. I feel the same exact way. And, you know, one of the things that I think teams can do is when you're running down towards an end of a quarter, right, and you've got, let's say, five seconds at the end of a quarter, that's the time where I think you can have an opportunity. They're like, hey, let's run one of our end-of-game yes. plays, right, and see what we do. And the Celtics... I would say 50% or more of the time end up taking a step back three at the end of a quarter. 90% right? of the time, Pistol, as we hear the music, you're absolutely right. I was thinking it the other day. End of first quarter, second quarter, third. Practice the play for the end of the shot clock instead of these hold the ball, step back threes. It's terrible. We'll be back to talk some more Celtics basketball on WKXL, the sports machine with Slim. 1450, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, com. Great point, Pistol. Boston Celtics are going to win the NBA title this year. This is the Sports Machine with Slim. This is my take. I've had it since the first day on the air. Really two takes. The Boston Celtics are going to win it all, and the San Francisco 49ers are going to win it all. The Niners' path, man, just looks like it keeps getting easier and easier to me. Because you would think, hey, Detroit... They're the number three seed playing against the Rams, which were, what, the seven seed or six. And, well, mathematically, it's okay. Detroit's got a better chance to beat San Fran. I just don't see it. I think the Rams' in-division in opponent, some battle-tested you know, folks there in that locker room, a coach who's won before, I'd be afraid of the Rams. Well, guess what? Don't got to be afraid of the Rams anymore. So San Francisco, your path just got a little bit clearer. I know the pistol just said Jordan Love and Green Bay look good against Dallas. Dallas is a choking team. They just Mike McCarthy, he has to be fired after that. You can't you can't keep him there. He just I mean, I I, I got on him a few times during the regular season. He just has no uh, I don't want to say no clue because obviously he's he's a coach of a football team, but some of the decisions he makes is just like 
dude, I could pull a random person off the street that could make a better decision than you. When it comes to the timeouts, the challenges, this type of stuff, he has to go. They have an incredible roster. And I just think Bill Belichick going there is like everything's made up for success. Belichick goes there. Within two years, he breaks the record for all-time wins by an NFL coach. You don't think Jerry Jones would like to be associated with that? With the Cowboys franchise? I bet you he would. I bet you he would like to be you know, having Bill Belichick on his staff as he broke the record for most wins all time by an NFL coach because that goes down in history. That stays with an organization forever. So I just could see that happening. And Mike McCarthy has to go. Well, I mean, what, what do you, you just, you got a coach that you like for the regular season? Oh, Dak Prescott likes him. Guess what? Dak Prescott's re- regular season, okay, great. Your playoff record stinks. You got like, uh, I think, 11 touchdowns and eight interceptions in the past going into last night's game. That was his playoff stats for Dak Prescott. He hasn't done nothing in the playoffs. Hasn't done anything if we want to avoid the double negatives. But... Dak Prescott's no big winner. His opinion doesn't matter as far as the coach. Oh, he likes Mike McCarthy. Even a further endorsement as to why Mike McCarthy should be fired. I mean, sorry, the record speaks for itself. And if you put Bill Belichick in there, Dallas is probably going all the way next year. It'd just be that simple. He got to coach Lawrence Taylor back in the day, and now he'd get to coach the best defensive player the NFL has seen in maybe since Lawrence Taylor and Micah Parsons. So there's a lot of kind of symmetry. I talk about symmetry a lot here on the show with teams, players, coaches, everything in the same direction. I, I could see Bill Belichick going to Dallas, and I could see that announcement coming up as soon as like tomorrow or the next day. Where else does Belichick want to go? Chargers? Go ahead. I guess that makes sense. You a West Coast guy, though? Older West Coast guy? You going to start sunbathing out there all the time? I don't know. Boston Celtics, they're not doing any sunbathing today. They're getting ready to play Toronto. Interesting start for the Boston Celtics. For people that don't know, they're 19-0 at home. And I did see yesterday a stat on ESPN showing the Celts' next five home games. The talk is going to start real soon here about can the Celtics go undefeated at home when it will officially kick into high gear. Is this Friday? Let's get through this week. Look at listen to this, Celtics fans. We got tonight. We play at Toronto. Wednesday at home against San Antonio. Victor Wembayama, come on in. Let's see. Kristaps Porzingis guarding him. He's not going to have a good night. Porzingis is going to be ready, and he's tall and fast enough to uh, to stay with the dude. So that's just going to be a bad matchup, I'd predict, for San Antonio Wednesday coming to the Boston Garden. But Friday, the Celts are at home against Denver. And that's the one. That'd be the one to go to 21-0. If the Celts beat Denver, the defending champs, that's when all eyeballs will start to go on the Celts. Hey, they made it through the first half of their schedule at home undefeated. Can they make it all the way through? And that's what you need. You need to be tested every single game. That's why I wanted to win the in-season tournament because I want everybody to be jacked up every single time they play the Celtics so the Celts can understand what it's going to be like in the playoffs a little bit better. And when you have Tatum just 
consistently at the end of shot end of clocks um, for each quarter, waiting the last ten seconds, and then with three seconds taking a dribble or two, step back, firing back from three, like the pistol just mentioned. It's it's not gonna get the job done. You have to have something that makes you mentally go, wait a minute, we gotta run something, we gotta run a play, we gotta get to the hoop, we can't settle. Settling is the word, I guess, that I'm searching for. The Celtics settle. When it comes to crunch time, we settle for our shots. When we're winning by 30, whatever, like we did against Ime Udoka and, and his team, Houston, the other night. We won by 30, we're running it up, Peyton Pritchard's throwing off the backboard um, alley-oops to O'Shea Brissett for big finishes. I love me some O'Shea Brissett. I, was, I will say that off the bench. Love him. And we moved up my other guy, Cato. We moved him to Maine to play in the G League so we can get consistent minutes. That guy should be playing over Luke Cornett. I'll tell you that right now. That, that should definitely be happening. And it better be happening. Luke Cornett, I'm sorry, man, You know, just not cutting it. Just not fast enough. Just not going to cut it. So the Celts... We got, we got some tweaks we need to make. I'm still on board saying the Celts can win it all because I just remember back to last year. You know, last year, I mean, we beat Milwaukee. And, well, Miami just has our number because they know how to guard us. You guard the three. You don't leave your, your the guy you're guarding. You just stay right with them. Don't help off. Miami knows how to do that. They got the South number, so hopefully we can avoid Miami in the playoffs this year because I am a little worried if we run into them as I should be. When a team continues to beat you time after time, you should be a little bit worried. When a guy like Damian Lillard goes out last night and hits a game-winning three, that is such a just morale booster, camaraderie booster in the locker room because the guy who thinks he's the best, all of a sudden now everybody else goes, hey, man, you came through. Now, his words mean a little bit more when he starts to talk and tell players what to do. Because it's not like, well, wait a minute, what have you done? You know, when are you coming through? You can be like, well, I won that game for us the other night <laughs> when I drained the three. We got to watch out for the 76ers. The NBA is, I mean, I love my Celtics. And I always got my blinders on. I always think we're going to win. But if I take the blinders off for a second and listen to somebody like the pistol, you go, wait a second. Look at what we did after we beat Minnesota. Last week, we show up and we play at Milwaukee. The next night, we lost by 30, and it could have been 70. Like, we, they scored 25 points in a row at one point. The Bucs did against the Celts. The best record in the NBA, Celtics. <laughs> Milwaukee scored 25 in a row. Milwaukee's tough. You get Damian Lillard hot with that whole team starting to believe in him, everybody believes... I believe the Philadelphia 76ers are a challenge. I will say that. Joel Embiid's been out, hurt for three games with knee soreness. But Tyrese Maxey, they got that that great trade with Harden, getting Nicholas Batum in there. They got a couple other bench players that have come through as role players in the playoffs. Philly's built the right way around a superstar or two superstars. And Tobias Harris, if you saw him the other night, I think he had like 40 or 37. Something like that. If he starts playing his best basketball, Philly's going to be a definite challenge. The NBA is going to be awesome. The Celtics can't slide, can't coast in, can't just go beating up on Houston by 30 and thinking that we're untouchable. So this week's going to be fun. Home against San Antonio Wednesday. Today we're at Toronto, but Friday. That's the game. 
Celtics at home Friday against Denver. Nikola Jokic is just playing like an MVP. Who guards him? Porzingis, right? Let's see how we defend them. That's that just looked at as a test. I guarantee the Celtics have that one circled. So all sports fans, I mean Celtics fans, should definitely have it circled too. This Friday is a game where you want you want to win. Celtics, we need to beat Denver on Friday night. Even if we lost to San Antonio on Wednesday, I'm okay with that. <laughs> if we overlook them, I think I think we're gonna take it take it obviously, but. We'll see how, how things go if you're looking ahead sometimes in the NBA. We know that's not good. Bruins. I wanted to talk about them in the next segment, but I was so happy to watch the end of their game. I think it was Saturday night. Charlie McAvoy, after Marshan, I think, had two goals. When we go into overtime for the third game in a row on the road, the Bruins just have been battling. And it's not just that we went to overtime three games in a row. It's the way we battled back being down by a goal in each of those games, I believe, in the third period. Being down and just clawing back. We were down 2-1 to one at Las Vegas. Score a goal in the third. We were down St. Louis. We were up and then we were down. Scored a goal. Get it to overtime. And the two previous games, we had lost in overtime and lost in the shootout. So you're going into your third game on the road, and, I mean, your, your mindset starts to go, well, man, you know, we keep losing these close games. And that permeates throughout the entire team. Yeah, we're battling, we're struggling, like, we're fighters. But we just don't have enough to get it done when it's time to cross the finish line. Well... Guess what? St. Louis, we crossed the finish line in front. Charlie McAvoy with the overtime goal to beat St. Louis. And, man, the Bruins, you should be on their bandwagon. If you are not spending time watching the Bruins, you need to start right now because you're going to be in for a treat come playoff time. The sports machine with Slim here will have it every weekday, 10 to 11, on WKXL Radio with 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. We're coming back to close things out in a minute here. Stay tuned. The Sports Machine with Slim. Big day of NFL playoff action coming up on Monday. I was disappointed to see that the Buffalo Bills-Pittsburgh game got postponed. It was supposed to be played yesterday. Big snowstorm up in Buffalo gets it canceled or delayed. And you see on uh, Twitter and different social media sites, you know, the fans kind of complaining in certain areas. I saw a Pittsburgh Steelers fan who's up there to, to see the game was walking around. He's like, these people are so soft. Look at this. this is, I mean, this is driving weather. This is totally fine to play. And, and so you start to question the Bills' toughness a little bit, I think was his, his point. And usually in the NFL, I mean, playoff games do not get postponed. They play. I think the last time something was postponed was back in 2017. I thought a game what, that did happen, and then it was years before that. But they got postponed, and now today we're all thrilled, especially if you're not working today. Welcome to the Sports Machine with Slim. If this is the first time you're listening, maybe you're in the car. We're here every day, 10 to 11, 
on WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. You can save it on your radio dial. Give us a check if you're driving around during the days 10 to 11. NHtalkradio.com. You can hear us online all the time. Today, let's preview. I'm going to dip my toe back in the water here, give you people some picks, which probably means you should just go opposite or whatever I like. I will say, Tampa Bay, I'm all over. I'm all over Tampa Bay today against the Eagles. Just look at the last five games for each, okay? I'm going to read them backwards to you. We got Green Bay lost in their last game. They're four and five. They finished up five and uh, one and five in their last six games. So their last five games, they won one of them. Their last game at the Giants with a chance still to win the division. They lose 27 to 10. So last week, they lost 27 to 10 at the Giants. Week before, they lose at home to Arizona. 35-31. The week before they actually beat the Giants, okay. 33-25. Then the week before at Seattle, they lost 20 to 17. Remember that overtime play? Awesome. Uh, sorry, end of game uh, catch. That was Metcalf, right? Oh no, so Jackson Smith and Jigba catches the touchdown to win for Seattle. And the week before at Dallas, Philly loses. So they lose at the Giants, at home to Arizona, at Seattle, at Dallas. In between, they beat the Giants one time. That's their last five games. Listen to the Bucks. last five. Last week to get in and clinch a playoff berth at Carolina, they win 9 to nothing. So the defense came through when it was on the line here. The week before at home, they did lose to New Orleans 23-13, to but that was a game where just Baker Mayfield didn't look right. He threw a couple interceptions early in the game. Didn't look right. Jacksonville, they beat the week before, so they finish up 4-5. and five. Jacksonville, they win the week before 30-12. 34-20, they beat at Green Bay, and they beat Atlanta 29-25. Jacksonville, 4-1 four and, four and one in their last five. Eagles, 1-4. and four. What am I missing? Maybe there's a caller on the line here who wants to help me out. What am I missing? Why do people like Philadelphia today? Good morning, Slim. I think it has a lot to do with the proven entity, right? So Philadelphia did not feel a ton of pressure last year. They played really good in the playoffs. It's now playoff time again. I think that's one of three lessons that we need to take away from the first weekend here. That's important. Uh, We don't know how Tampa Bay is going to respond. We don't know how Baker Mayfield is going to play. I I saw that he was questionable. I have to believe he's definitely going to play today, although I don't know if it's been been, uh, actually official, you know, uh, played out there. So I will say, you know, the other game today, the lesson from this weekend, the better QB, if you're at home, that matters, and the pressure. Those are the three things. I don't understand how Buffalo plays a close game with Pittsburgh. There's been three or four games that's decided by double digits. The better team is winning, especially if you have the better quarterback and you don't feel the pressure. The one team that will did is the Cowboys that have done this year in and year out. So I think that, I think Philadelphia is actually a pretty good play today. But I, I do think Buffalo, I don't, I don't see how that game is close after watching this weekend's games. I think historically, I read something, Dave, where in the last like 12 games that a team's been favored by more than 10 points in this round of the playoffs that they've won and covered like 11 out of 12, something like that. That's probably accurate. But more than anything, like I said, those, it's the quarterback, the home field is real. I mean, last night Detroit won because they had home field. The Rams were the better team. They had the better quarterback. But home field was enough to carry Detroit in. I, I just think those are the three things. Opening round of the playoffs, all the gamblers out there should be taking note. Better quarterback, home field advantage, and pressure. 
the, the team wilt under the pressure. Dak Prescott has shown that he wilts under the pressure before. Mike McCarthy's shown that he wilts under the pressure before, and it happened again last night. Well, doesn't Buffalo have a history of folding under the pressure? I, I don't know if they do. I mean, they, they have won in the postseason. They had Kansas City beat. Now, I don't think that that's pressure-related that they ended up taking the joke against Kansas City a couple of years. I just think Kansas City was a different beast, right? You have great quarterback, great coach, and you know, ultimately home field advantage most of the time. So this is, you know, Buffalo wins today, which I think is definitely going to happen. Kansas City's going to play their first true road game under Patrick Mahomes in the AFC. I think that's what I read in the story yesterday, which I was shocked to hear. But, man, you know, I mean, like, Buffalo does not. I think Josh Allen's a good QB. And, and while McDermott is questionable, I, I, listen, I'm not, <laughs> I, just, think, I just think Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh has done nothing recently with Tomlin. They've won three games in a row. And, and I thought about, hey, Pittsburgh's playing really good. But the reality is you still have Mason Rudolph. And you're on the road in a hostile environment. Like, I I just can't get over that. I don't know how Buffalo doesn't blow that team out today. Well, and the betting action seems to be split 50-50, but if Buffalo does come out and and blow them out, people are going to say, why did I think Mason Rudolph was going to do anything? All I'll say is from watching the last handful of weeks here, I mean, Buffalo's 5-0. I can go through their schedule here, their last five. At Miami, win. At home against New England, win. At the Chargers, win. At home against Dallas, win. At Kansas City, win. That's what Buffalo's done in their last five. If anybody out there is picking Pittsburgh, after the game's over, if Pittsburgh gets blown out, they're going to say, why did I think Mason Rudolph was going to go on the road and beat a team that's hot? The the professional gamblers, I, I do think, sometimes buy in to certain games, certain principles. And I think that this is one of those games where Buffalo is coming down. They played a big conference game, big, big uh, uh, divisional game. They get home field. They come home. They've been playing a different style or brand of football the last five weeks. But it's just you just can't ignore. It. You can't overlook the fact that Mason Rudolph and Pittsburgh just—they're they're really you had your number three team in the conference blow out the number six team. The number four team was considerably better than the number five team. At this point, I have to believe that the number two team is considerably better than the number seven. They're playing Mason Rudolph. They got pinned in Pittsburgh on the road. But this this lines up. This this could be the, the biggest blowout of the weekend. I'm a big Josh Allen fan, but, man, he makes some dumb mistakes, Dave. It all comes down to Buffalo if they turn the ball over. It, we will be talking about tomorrow the success or failure of the Buffalo Bills in the game today is going to be did Josh Allen, how many interceptions did he have, and how many fumbles did James Cook have? Those are the two stats. Those are the only two stats that matter for the outs- uh, outcome of today's game. I, I don't deny the turnovers play a big role in games, right? I mean, as you see with the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys were were 0-5 in games this year where they didn't create a turnover. Right? So that so that was a team that relied heavily on turning teams over. They, they, you know, their defense may be a little bit overrated because they were able to get so many turnovers and losing Trayvon Diggs hurts. But for sure, Buffalo has the propensity to turn the ball over on offense. I just, I just can't. You, you don't have T.J. Watt for this game for Pittsburgh either. Right, their their average stacks. They're I think one in ten. T.J. Watt. I read a stat that's played eleven games. They played eleven games without T.J. Watt. They're one in ten, and in those games, they average half as many sacks as they do throughout the season in every other game. So like everything just lines up, and, and there's a fear factor. I'm I'm off the fear factor. I'm I'm on my way to the casino right now. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> to play Philadelphia over Tampa Bay, too, your parlay in action. I'm telling you, man, I, I, I just think Baker Mayfield's a fighter, and they got a defense there in Tampa Bay. I, Philadelphia's wrong direction. I know they were good in the playoffs last year, but I just think it's a different mentality and mindset in that locker room right now. They're exhausted. They, they are. They, well, A.J. Brown cleared out all this stuff. He cleared out Philadelphia Eagles on his social media. Clearly, this guy is a little bit of an issue, right? He had a problem in Tennessee. They traded him. He goes to Philadelphia. Now he's unhappy. They've lost five or six. He's not playing tonight. Now, I don't know how that's going to affect Philadelphia. I don't know the inner workings of that clubhouse or that locker room. But I do know that the last couple of teams that lost five out of six but made it into the playoffs, they both won. The last two teams that have lost five out of six both won their first playoff game. And so for me, mm. I think you have the better quarterback in Jalen Hurts. I do think that ultimately you have a much better offensive line, and you, you should be able to yes, get Jalen Hurts some time. So for me, like I'm, I'm going to jump on Philadelphia. And again, this is just me playing what I think is the better team and the better quarterback. The offensive line for Philly is the weapon. That's that. There's no question about. It. They're just so huge. When you watch the game tonight, you just look at the size of the Philadelphia offensive linemen, and you can understand why they've got like a bruising attitude where they just want to do tush push every single play and run the ball down teams' throats. Maybe you're right, Dave. Maybe the loss of A.J. Brown is a unifier in that locker room. That's an interesting take. I hadn't thought about that direction. I've been looking at it from Tampa Bay side. They need a spark. I'm sure that's what they're hoping for, is that that's going to provide the team some kind of you know, rallying cry, get them going. Great work. Great, great way to bring in the opposite side of this game, people. I'm sticking with Tampa Bay and my man Baker Mayfield. Take it to the house, Baker Mayfield. Everybody... Take it to the house right now here with the Sports Machine with Slim on WKXL Radio. Thanks very much for tuning in. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. You can always hear us on nhtalkradio.com. Have a great Monday out there.